You're listening to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show, a podcast that discusses the intricacies of real estate investing with your host, Marcus E. Maloney. Marcus is a real estate investor best known for being the equity king. He's been awarded that moniker because he and his team find amazing real estate deals. He will be talking with investors who have done some transformational things in the real estate industry. They'll discuss their process, their strategies, and how their investments transform their lives and the communities they invest in. We welcome you to the We Love Equity Real Estate Show. Like like he just said, yesterday we closed our biggest wholesale deal today. So um, kind of, let's, let's talk about that. What was it? How did you guys do it? So net profit on that deal was, well, the net, the, the gross profit was 250000 $175,000. It went to us. We had a partner who we JV with to help us find a buyer. And you know, we did a, a JV deal, a, J, a JV split with them. So it was a deal out in Las Vegas. It was, this is our first and only deal we've ever done in Vegas. The We Love Equity Show is brought to you by Azria. Widely recognized as an outstanding resource for real estate investors with exceptional education, networking, and support, along with profit-enhancing benefits and all aspects of real estate investing. Visit Azria at www.azria.org. That's visit Azria at www.azria.org. Hello, We Love Equity family. How are you guys doing today on this beautiful day? I'm excited about what we're going to be talking about today. I have some very special guests based out of South Florida. Yes, Miami, Fort Lauderdale area, 305. You guys know it down there in South Florida. So I wanted to bring to you Jeremy and Joshua Mathis. These are young brothers based, again, out of South Florida that's doing some amazing things, man. They are They started with a cleaning company, flipped that, sold that in 18 months, got into real estate about five years ago and been doing transaction after transaction after transaction. And no, I'm not just talking about wholesaling, but I'm talking about ground up developments. They're starting a fund, but I don't want to tell you guys all of their secrets. I want them to share their own backstory and their own secrets with you. So Jeremy, Joshua, man, welcome to the show. How are you guys doing? What up, Marcus, man? Thank you so much for having us, hey. man. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, man. It's an honor to be on the show. So thank you so much for having us. Not a problem, man. I had to have you guys on here, man. I've, I've been following you through Instagram, and I'm like, man, these brothers are really doing some things down there. So let me have them on the show because I like to inspire, you know, other young people and, and older people that just really want to get into real estate because a lot of people have that mindset that is extremely difficult. Yes, you have to go through the bumps and the bruises and to get where you want to go. But at the same time, as long as you're you're getting the right information, you can definitely get to where you're where you need to go. So tell me, guys, give me the backstory. You guys are grew up in Carroll City. If you guys don't know about Carroll City, I'll let them explain it to you, and then we'll go into you know into their background about their. So yeah, as as you were saying, we grew up in Miami, Florida, but. Not that part that you see on TV, um, well, on First 48, yeah. <laughs> um, so we grew up in the hood in, in Miami. It was a rough upbringing for us. Um, we were two out of five kids total. My mom was a single mom. My father was in prison from the time we were four to the time we were 22. You know, in hindsight, life was rough for us. But while we were going through it, it wasn't that bad because that was our reality. And that was all we knew. 
So for us, we lived a good life growing up. I wouldn't change it for the world because it made us who we are today. So out of high school, we went to college and we both got degrees. I got a marketing degree as a finance degree. While we were in college, we started a business that failed. We didn't do good. Uh, we took out a student loan, about $20,000 that we lost in that business. Started another business, which was a cleaning company that we did okay in. We sold that business and uh, we got into real estate. And now here we are five years later. Yeah. Okay. So, so you guys are in Miami, Florida on the other side of the tracks. Let's just put it that way. Down here, we say on the other side of the bridge. On the other side of the bridge. Got you. <laughs> okay, so it's not the glitz and the glamour, you know, not South Beach, not all of that, but in a, in a rougher, rougher area. Tell me, what do you guys think growing up with that background gave you that entrepreneurial spirit? What do you think really produced that in you guys? I got to get it. Like, I got, I have to get it. That's all we've been doing since you know, we've been young kids. And that's all we've seen our mom do. And that's why I believe it's so important that you show your kids exactly what they need to see in life. Because my mom, she hustled every single day. We saw her work a full job at the post office. And then she come home and she did hair throughout the day. Some days only sleeping, only sleeping one hour. Like we saw that. And for me, it's just like, you know, she can do that. I can do it as well. So just seeing that hard work has gotten us to where we are. Correct. Wow. That's great. That's great. And I, I can I can sympathize with you guys. I mean, I did have my mom and my dad, but for those that know my story, my mom was an entrepreneur. She walked off a high paying job with the state just to start her own business. So we were all thinking she was crazy at the time, but she just had that hustle. And some people just have that hustle. So you guys that's listening, if you're working a job and you got that, you got that, that twitch in your spirit, you know, that, that, those butterflies in your stomach about starting your own business, you know, you got to get out there. It's not going to be easy, but you got to have that hustle. You got to do it because you'll never be satisfied where you're at. Right. Right. No, I agree. Agree. Got to go out there and get it. So tell me, tell me about that. Tell me about the decision to take out the student loan and you guys lost that $20,000. What, what was that all about? Like he was saying, we just had that drive and that hustle. We always knew that we wanted to be business owners and at that time, we were in college. We came up with what we thought was a cool idea, which allowed people to go onto our website and design a shirt. So you can put anything that you wanted in your shirt. It was a custom clothing line. So in okay. theory, it sounded like it made sense. It was like, oh, we're going to knock this out the park. But when you look at it, I mean, we are just call it what it is. We're lazy humans. Like people don't want to go on and they don't want to design a shirt, number one or two. Even if they did, they're not creative enough to design something right. that they would enjoy wearing. So we took out the 20000 We bought the machine to, to, to design the shirts on, bought a bunch of inventory, and it was, a, it was a learning process. I think the greatest lesson that we learned is, well, one of the greatest lessons that we learned during that process is if something isn't working, you got to pivot quickly or just get out of it. We, we stayed in it too long. We stayed in it too long trying to make it work. Okay. And that's, and that's the dichotomy between knowing when to quit or I would say when to pivot or when to have that persistence and longevity in something, which is, which is a very, very gray line because especially being entrepreneurs, you're like, I got this great idea. I know it's going to work. I know it's going to work. I believe in it, you know, but then once you start to not see that fruit and you see that money going out the window, you start having those second, second guesses. You start guessing your own, 
you know, persistence and your own ideologies and your own ideas and second guessing yourself. So guys, just, just remember that, keep that in mind. So just to touch touch on one more thing. Sure. The the, The reason why we were able to do okay in that, even though it was a failure, we did okay because we had a mentor who helped us realize it wasn't working. And from that, we saw another opportunity. And at that moment we pivoted the business and we started doing promotion. We started a promotional marketing company because we saw that our colleagues at the school, they were having a difficult time working with the vendors that the school had assigned. So we became an authorized vendor at the school. And then we started printing all the hats, t-shirts and hoodies for all of, for all of our peers and organizations. So, okay. uh, uh, so just like frats, sororities, things like yeah, yeah, that. that kind of, mm-hmm, right there, we there, yeah. there we go. Okay. So intramural, the intramural teams. Okay, yeah. Make it plain, fellas. Make it plain. We all here. <laughs> okay, you had that failure. Tell me, tell me coming out of because you said you got some successes and some failures in that. What kind of did you what what did you guys go through as a mindset going through that? I know it may have been, and and correct me if I'm wrong, it may be a little bit easier because it's two of you guys. And if if you guys are not watching this on YouTube. They're twin brothers. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you guys have each other to kind of bounce things yeah. off of. So did you guys go through that, that process of failure saying, man, you know what, this didn't work out? You know, did you take a deep introspection and look at yourselves or was it just, hey, that didn't work out. Let's go to the next thing. I think it was a number of all, it, it, all of that, what you just said, mixed together. I can say that we are extremely blessed to have one another. So when it does get tough, like it was at that time, we can bounce ideas off each other and we, we can lean on, on, on one another. So I can definitely say that, you know, it was, it was a benefit to happen there. As far as that mindset, I think my brother and I, I don't think we're negative people. I think we always focus on the positives. So while we're going through that, it's just, okay, this isn't working, we're learning, and we can we could take this, take this experience and help us get to the next level. So I think we're blessed to not only have one another, but have a positive mindset to to stay away from all the negative the, the negativity that comes usually while you're going through failure. And then and another thing is my mom, she not only told us not to quit, but she showed us how not to quit. So every time she started something, she finished it. And for us, we just said, Hey, we're not gonna quit. We're gonna we're gonna figure this out. So it's just my mom instilling that into us growing up and then also showing us that as well when we were growing up. Okay, perfect, perfect. Moms is always there to show the way, right? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys pivoted from that and you went into the cleaning company. How how did that come about? How did you go from apparel to cleaning? Having, having, being surrounded with with the right people. So one of our mentors who, who we have to this day I'm actually the guy who helped us pivot to the promotional marketing company, helped us realize like, you know, I had, while we had the promotional marketing company, he gave me an opportunity to come in and intern for him. So I did some intern, I interned with him while we were also running our company. And through that, you know, I truly believe exposure leads to expansion. So he exposed me to his business and I'm saying different things. I'm like, wow, this guy's making real money. At the time, you know, we were doing okay, making a couple thousand a month here and there. And he helped me realize, like, God, man, that isn't real money. You still live with your mom. You're not really paying real bills. Like, you're not making real money, even though you right. think you are. Like, let's 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 start a business together. And you know, the guy of this caliber, he says, let's start a business together. You know, we we 
we said that we jumped on it. Right, after, right. After we, after he had to teach us how to listen to opportunities, because when he first came to us with the idea, we shot it down like, no, we don't want to do cleaning companies. And he taught us at that moment, gosh, you guys didn't even think about the opportunity. You didn't even ask any questions about the opportunity. You don't even see the potential about this opportunity. Right. So take a moment. I want, I'm just going to disregard everything you just said to me and how you said no and how you hung up the phone. Take a moment and think about it. Once we started thinking about the opportunity and what we could create, then we said, you know what, let's do it. There you go. So it's all, it's always good to have that mentor in your life. Where, by, by happenstance, how did you guys find this mentor? So while I was in college, I used to work in the dean's office. My mom always told me, anything you do, 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 do it with there you go. energy and, and do it with a lot of passion. Do it to the best of your ability. So with me working in the dean's office, I was exposed to some of the high-level business people that were connected to the school. And they had an event. And one day I was out there parking cars. And I'm talking about I'm in a full suit, like in South Florida heat. I'm parking cars. Like I, I, I need to be on the movie somewhere, how, how, how beautiful I am doing it, right? So the guy, he said, man, I've been seeing you around. And I just, I don't know what it is. I like your energy. And every time I see you, you're working hard. You're doing something. And I'm sure... You know, they have to be pleased with you because you've been here for some time. Um, why don't you come and intern for my company? Again, not having the right people in your life. And this is this isn't why you need the right people in your life. Because at that time, I was very ignorant, like very, very ignorant. Mm -hmm. If your name wasn't Ronald, if, you, if your name wasn't Ray Kroc and you started McDonald's or a big, well-known company, I thought, eh, he, he, has this, he has this franchising operation I don't know about it. It's not a nationwide brand, so it must not be a real business. Right, right. Don't hold, it was a real, like, it was a real legit business. And at that point, again, I learned something else. You know, you can't be, you can't be ignorant about things you don't know. You need to be open. So once he kept saying, come intern for me, come, come intern for me, and that's how I started to go in and work with him. So. There you go. So it's, it's about having that perspective, having that right perspective, you know, having that open-mindedness and like I tell people there's opportunities all around you you just got to have that vision to see those opportunities yeah. Yeah. and sometimes you got to say you know what no matter what I think no matter what I believe or my own perception of myself sometimes I got to humble myself and say you know what this is where I want to be this is where I'm at if I need to go down a little bit further and work with somebody that's going to really push me to get here then I need to do that, you know, and, and a lot of people can't do that because, you know, like you said, Jeremy, you were just like, well, eh, I don't know. It's not a big major franchise. It ain't Ray Kroc. You right. know, who is this guy? He's probably, you know, was trying to pull me into some multi-level marketing scheme or something <laughs> like that. You start thinking all of this stuff, you know, but sometimes you got to step back and you got to say, look, this is where I'm at. I'm parking cars. For the event, this guy's pulling his car up because he's a part of the event. Right. Maybe I need to check him out and see kind of what's going on here versus right. having these preconceived notions about this person. Well, part of it was I need to check myself. Right. Like, you haven't done anything in life. Like, you, know, you, you share a car with your brother. Here's this guy. He's pulling up in the, like, in the car what people dream about. And obviously, it's not about material things, but I really had to check myself and once I did that, I realized, you know, this could be a great opportunity. And lo and behold, it was probably the best opportunity we've been exposed to, like as far as helping us grow as individuals, as far as our business life and everything. So that's great. That's great. So all of you guys that's out there listening, 
look, you have to provide something normally in order to find those mentors. Because a lot of people, they come to me and they come to other investors that I know and say, hey, will you mentor me? Will you be my mentor? And we're like, you didn't even bring anything to the table. You know, you say, hey, you know what, Mr. Maloney or Marcus, this is, you know what, I see what you're doing. I got this idea for you. Why don't, let me run it past you. Let me, actually, let me implement it. If it works out, you can take it and run with it. If it doesn't, it don't cost you anything, you know, but we still have a relationship. And that's what I tell people getting started is you have to provide some kind of service. Those who provide the best service, the most excellent service are those who find themselves in the best and most excellent position. Yeah. So, so you guys that's listening, you know, always try and bring something to the table. That's exactly what I did, man. I was, I was struggling when we moved from Illinois, from Chicagoland to Phoenix. I had literally nothing, but so I had that grind. And I was like, let me find out who the major players are and let me see how I can serve them, how I can help them. And just by having that proximity, it opened up many doors. Those opportunities begin to flourish. Right, right. Okay. So let's, let's, so you guys did the, the cleaning company. You had a success with that. 1,800 months, you sold the business. Now tell me about your foray into real estate investing. How did you guys even think about that? And what were some of the steps that you took to get started? So when we, we, were, having, we were doing the cleaning company and it was going okay for us. At that time, you know, we had hired and fired like 26 people. It was just like constant up and down, constant up and down. And I found out that I was going to have my first child. So I come to him, I'm like, look, man, we're making okay money, but this is not, I could barely support myself, let alone the child. So right. I hear this ad on the radio, how we most do and say, hey, if you want to learn how to flip houses using none of your own money, none of your own credit, do it. And I text him, I'm like, look, we need to listen to this. You know, we need to, <laughs> right. we need to go check this out essentially. Long story short, we go and check it. We go and check it out as they all do. They upsell you to a, another course. And we didn't end up doing any deals with those people we signed up with, but uh, we ended up signing up for a mentorship in our, with somebody in our oh, local market. We skipped them. We signed up for that mentorship. That then needs to be noted. We signed up for that mentorship. We spent over 50000 and we didn't learn anything. We put mentorship. it all on 50000 on credit card debt. It wasn't wow. none of our money. 50000 in credit card debt. And yeah, because yeah, you, if you've ever been to one of these events, you understand they, they do a great job of, of selling. Master sellers. Master, they are yeah, master. yeah. I wanted, I wanted to put that in there that, yes, we actually heard the ad. We went through the entire program. We spent the money, and we got nothing out of it. But again, for us, it's going back to our upbringing, learning and knowing how not to quit. So we told somebody, want to start? Yeah. So we we had met up with one of our buddies and we was like, yeah, man, we're going to start flipping houses. And he was like, man, you need to meet with Steve and Tim. You know, they're crushing it. So he introduced us to them and we said, how did you guys get started? And he said, look, we hired a local mentor. It was a guy by the name of Dave. He's a, you know, he's a beast when it comes to anything, all things real estate. He's been doing it for 50 plus years. So we met with him and he had a mentorship. Mind you now, we just spent 50,000. Right. We got the beats and we didn't get anything out of it. And he was like, yeah, I forget what his mentorship was at the time. I think it was like 10 to 15,000. But whatever it was, you know, we just believed in ourselves. We signed up, we paid him. And I mean, it was just really off, from the, off to the races from there. But before we ever did a deal, we had already invested well over 65,000 into education. On my, credit cards. On, on credit cards. Wow. It was the money we really had. Yeah. We got a little bit, we got, we got some money back from the exit 
from the cleaning company, but we paid off investors and we just was living off of that money until we got the real estate thing going. But before we ever did a deal, it was on my 65,000 plus in debt, just betting on ourselves. So. And, and, that's, and that's really, really key because a lot of people say they want to be entrepreneurs and you see it all of the time on Instagram, Facebook, you know, I'm, I'm going to be a beast in as an entrepreneur. But when it comes time to pull the trigger, a lot of them turn from lions to lemons, you know, they, the mouth is closed, you know, yeah. nah, I can't spend $60,000 on education. I can't do this. I can't do that. But they would go to university of Miami or, or Florida, Florida A&M or something like that and spend a hundred thousand dollars on education in a position that's going right. to only pay them $30,000 on the right. back end. So, and that's not guaranteed at all. You're not guaranteed so, to get any position. And, and, and to that point, it was funny you bring that up because I had a conversation with a friend of mine last year and she was asking, I want to get into real estate. I was just telling her the, the, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. And I say, you know, we own a decent size portfolios. It's worth a couple million right now. And she's like, how much are you guys in debt? I said, oh, well over a million. She said, oh my God, like, how could you guys be in so much debt? And I instantly, my instant response without even thinking was, well, damn, how can how could you go to school and get in so much debt for something that's not guaranteed? That's like, right. at least I can control this. Like, can you can't even control that. So yeah. I would just advise anybody to always better yourself. It, it's that it's that mindset and it's right. that vision. You know, what do, what do you see? You guys see, okay. This $65,000, this is an investment to where I want to be because I know if I do this right, $65,000 is what I can make in a month, you right. know, right. versus hundreds of millions of dollars in a portfolio versus, okay, I go and spend $65,000 to be principal or a school teacher and only make $45,000 or $50,000 a year. So it's that whole, whole mindset dichotomy that people have to look at and they have to understand it's a real risk when you be an entrepreneur and not everybody, you know, do that. Right. 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 No, I, no, I, 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 agree. I, I agree with that. And the, the biggest thing that I just want to touch on again is exposure leads to expansion. Once we saw that somebody else can make 90,000 plus on the flip, I could do it too. Like, it's not, I don't believe, I don't believe anything is rocket science. I believe, I believe, we both believe anything is possible. So just seeing that, like, yeah, we're going to bet on ourselves and we'll figure it out. Exactly, exactly. And then, and then also, you know, proximity is power. So these people that you see that's doing these $100,000 flips and everything like that, if you're in the same space and you're in the same room, you see that these people are, are not rocket scientists. So it's like, no, man, they did it. I can do it. And you know what? I'm probably smarter than they are. So <laughs> let me get out here and do it. It's not even about And for us, we just know how to be resourceful. Like, I'll be honest. Like, we struggle. Man, that's, you, you right on point. I was we, just we, telling we somebody about that. You know, we struggle through school. We ain't the sharpest tools in the, in the tool shed. But we know how to be resourceful. We know how to hustle. And we know how not to give up. So uh, for us, like you said, if we put our mind to something, we're going to figure it out. We're going to get it done. There you go. And I always tell entrepreneurs and, and real estate investors, that's probably the, the biggest takeaway that you need is learn how to be resourceful because you got to know how to navigate problems and know where to get the answers. And if you don't know where to get the answers, now you got to say, okay, well, who may have those answers and how can I get in touch with them? So you, you definitely got to be resourceful. Definitely. Correct. So you guys spent $65,000, haven't done a deal, anything like that. 
let's talk about this first deal because you guys are in debt. How did you get that first deal? What was it? Kind of explain that to us. So the, the mentor that we had, he his program was based off teaching you how to find deals through the MLS, working through agents. I know everybody talks about doing deals direct to seller, but he, his program actually works going and wholesaling and doing flips through agents. So for three months straight, like every day, we're putting out minimum 10 offers each per day. And then the next day, put out an additional 10. And after we put out the additional 10, we're calling the agent from the previous day, hey, did you get my offer? Just, come, just dialing, like dialing, dialing, dialing nonstop. And after three months, I'm talking about 90 days of total commitment. We finally got our first deal when I got uh, when I got an agent on the phone. We got uh, it under contract. Okay. It got under contract. Uh, okay. Got so we I, I, we I had got an agent on the phone and I I offered on a property that she had. She said, "No, that's not that we won't. The, the seller's not going to accept that offer." Which is, and then I, I proceeded to ask the question, which you always need to ask in any business transaction. Is there anything else that you may be wanting to sell? She said, oh yeah, you know, I just got these, I just got these, these properties, these two properties that, that, that we're looking off low and we're asking hundred thousand from, can would you guys be interested without saying, without even thinking, yes, we're interested, we're buying. Commit first and then figure out everything yeah, else. Figure it out. Yep. So committed to the deal. We got we got we got the two under contract. One of them we sold. We sold within the first 24 hours of having it. And then because we were ignorant. So it was that property was a duplex and next to it, it had a vacant lot that went along with the sale. And the lot was it was on duplex. So you could build on that lot. Gotcha. Well, uh, so we got it under contract for a hundred thousand and we sold it for $119,500. So that one, okay, so that, that was the first one. And the other one, that one was a, it was a nightmare. It took us six months to get it closed. It's going back and forth, back and forth, but we didn't give up. We was able to get that closed. But the biggest thing was, again, exposure leads to expansion. Once we got that first $19,500 check, it was yeah. real. It was real. It was real. And we've been off to the races ever since. Okay, so you got. But that. It, it hurts me every time we talk about that first deal because <laughs> you talk about gentrifying area where those first deals were at. It was it's a place called Sistrunk, and right now, I mean, you can't buy a property on Sistrunk for under two hundred thousand. I mean, I you, I'm vacant lots are going for six figures in this part of town. Wow. So yeah, every time we talk about that first deal, it hurts me because I'm like, man, we had these at a hundred thousand. They're now worth like three fifty. Well, that, and that's part of the education process that a lot of people don't talk about. You know, it's not just paying for the education, but even after you pay for the education, you then take another hit because you're like, okay, yeah, I made 19 grand on that, but that 19 grand could have easily been, you know, 190 grand, <laughs> you know? So- You live and you learn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you live and you learn, you know? And, and you know, hindsight is always 20-20. You know, mm -hmm. so so guys, you got to you got to listen to what Jeremy and Joshua is saying is that you got to get out there. You got to be persistent. And my my story resonates so much with you guys, because that's what I did. I started working with a very aggressive agent and I was just sitting down every day, putting in offer, putting in offers, putting in offers. And lo and behold, hey, you know what? One of them popped. And then after that, another one popped and then another one and then another one. And then I was like okay, yeah, this is this is really real. Let me invest everything into this. So just to, just to touch on that really quick, 
one of the things that you said was one pop, then another one pop, then another one pop, and it kept popping. I think the biggest and the, the strongest force in the world is momentum. Yep. Once you get that first one, you just got to keep going. You got to keep adding, and you got to keep that momentum going. And because, again, that's the strongest force in the world. So, Yep, you got it. You got it. So you guys started. So you guys got that done. And then so now you guys have been doing some wholesaling. You've been doing some land development. Tell me, tell me about your, your wholesale journey. So year one, it was strictly, we, we wholesale, it was strictly wholesaling properties. And I, I, for us, we're, we're all we try to be open and honest. We did 154,000 that first year, just wholesaling properties. So from there, we decided to, well, we, we were, we were still wholesaling because that's all we wanted to focus on. And then after maybe I would say 18 months, maybe 20 months, we got a deal and we thought that we can, well, we, we were wholesaling it, but we wanted to make 25,000 net on this deal. But all the offers we were getting on that deal, people were saying, oh, it was only like a $20,000 profit. Long story short, one of our mentors, it's key to have the right mentors, he came, he looked at the property, he was like, guys, you guys should just rehab it. So for us, I mean, my heart dropped. I'm like, we've never rehabbed the house before. Right. <laughs> I mean, you mean I actually have to own this property. So we took the house down. For 150000 we spent $33,000 renovating the house. We sold it for 247500 We made fifty-five grand net on it. And then from there, that's when it just started. We started flipping more and more houses. Yeah, so now the bulk, of, the bulk of our business right now, we do a ton of flips every single month. And okay. like I said, we're doing some ground-up development now. And as, as you also stated, we're starting to find to do lending and also buying and investing in businesses. That's okay. What our, what our business looks like now. And buying more rentals as well. Yeah. Also. So, so let's, because we, we're going to get into, you know, your other avenues, your other streams of income within the industry before we get to that. So you, you found this, you had another mentor. Guys, if you're listening to this, you, you're hearing the word mentor throughout this, <laughs> right, throughout this podcast. So that should be one of the keys. You guys got to get out there, find the right people to be around. So one of the things that that mentor did was that mentor expanded your vision. You guys are like, mm -hmm. okay, we can assign this or double close it, try and make $25,000. But then this mentor said, hey, you know what? Let me sprinkle a little seed. Let me give you this little seed and say, why don't you guys flip it? And like you said, your heart dropped and you're like, oh, wait, that's another step. Right. I don't know if we're quite ready for that step. <laughs> so kind of going to that, how did you find the money? You know, what, how did you find the contractors, the process, everything like that? Mentors. <laughs> so when we, when we, we, cause it was a short sale. So okay. we got it locked up in like August or September, the short sale process going, short sale process is going. Come like January, February of the following year, it was time to close. And we had nobody that was going to give us, nobody offered us where we can net the 25 grand. So one of our mentors, he came out and he was like, gosh, this is a piece of cake. The kitchen was done, granite countertops, stainless steel appliances. No, we had to put stainless steel. So we had granite countertops. We didn't have to touch the restrooms or anything. And he was like, guys, you know, take this down. This will be a great first property for you. It's not a heavy lift. It's easy for you. And he's like, we, and we asked him, we don't have a team. Guys, I have a team. I flip, you know, 10 plus houses a month. Just use my people. So I'm like, all right, perfect. So they did, it was it was very simple for us. I mean, it wasn't no no nightmares, no like we didn't have no issues at all. Do, did we have any issues in every app? 
Oh, no man. issues. Well, if you can't think of none, you, you definitely didn't have any. Because it was seamless for us. And I mean, from there, it was just like, yeah, man, this is real. We can do this. And then we just started buying more flips. Okay. So, so where did you guys? Was, our mentors, mentors helped us from the end. He lent, he gave us the money to do the project. Yeah. He lent us 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, and, and the reason why I wanted to get into that is because I was, I was kind of thinking that's where you was going to go because you had this mentor is that a lot of times guys, when you have the right mentor and the right people around you, they will lend you the money. So instead of you going out here trying to find money, plus trying to find a deal, plus trying to find contractors, you know, plus trying to find, you know, title companies and everything like that. If you have the right person in your life, they'll say, Hey, you know what? I'm doing 10 plus flips a month. I got everything that you need. Let's partner up on this. I'll lend you the money. You got my contracting team. We can go ahead and do this together. I think, uh, just touch on that. I think we live in a society where if you really want to be successful, you really want to go out and do something. It's so, it's, but even, I do believe you should hire a mentor, but even without a mentor, it's possible. There's so much information. There's so many Facebook groups that give you everything you need. Like we just closed our biggest wholesale deal yesterday and we found the buyer through a Facebook. We, we, th we think of, and I, I'm just thinking about everything you said about how did we find it at the beginning. Anything we need now, we're going into a Facebook group. Hey, guys, who has a contractor in Georgia? And you get a barrage of contractors. Yep. So everything you need is right there at your disposal. It's, it's really on your phone. Like Everything you need is right in the palm of your hand. So there's no reason why you can't accomplish what you need, what you want to accomplish. That's right. It's the power of networking. I yep. mean, that's, that's really what business is about. It's about those relationship building because i mean like you said money come through your relationship deals come through your relationships you know other relationships come through one relationship so you think about it it, it kind of all started from that one relationship jeremy from you parking those cars and that just kind of opened up your mind and opened up the horizon to what the possibilities are for right. you guys out there so Let's do one quick thing. Let's let's take a brief break here. Word from my sponsors. When we come back, we're going to deep dig a little bit deeper into what you guys are currently doing and what you see for yourselves in the future. So let's take a brief break here. Word from my sponsors and we'll be right back. PropString is the industry's number one tool for locating distressed properties and connecting with highly motivated sellers with 100% coverage across the U.S. PropString provides a deep dive into any property's specific details making it easy to generate lists of distressed properties and contact to the owners. No other product or service can compare. Gain access to MLS property details like expired listings. You can pull accurate comps, even sale prices in non-disclosure states. This information is typically reserved for licensed real estate professionals, but it is also available to you in PropStream. Gain access to unlimited nationwide property search, comparable home sales, targeted marketing lists, and owner contact lookup, built-in marketing tools, hundreds of filters to search and sort leads. Start your free seven-day trial now by going to crowd.propstreampro.com slash we love it. Okay, guys, we are back with Jeremy and Joshua Mathis based out of South Florida. Again, these guys are twin brothers. They're doing some amazing things down there in South Florida. They haven't even been doing this long, but they've been doing it long enough to gain significant traction to where they're starting to fund. They are building properties from the ground up. 
They've done wholesales. They've done flips. So it don't take long when you have the right people around you. So right. guys, tell me, we, we talked about your wholesaling and the fix and flip spawned out of there. What are you guys currently doing and what do you guys see going forward? Um, for our current business right now, it's about 60-40. So 60% flipping and 40% wholesaling. And uh, we're still buying, actively buying rentals. So if you guys have any deals, send them to us. <laughs> and also on the real estate side, like you said, we're doing some ground up stuff. But we're, one thing that we're excited about now is to lend money. So uh, we've been fortunate enough to raise money. We've been very good at raising money. And right now, inventory is, is stiff. But that, again, we have access to a lot of capital. So we said, learning from our failure, we had to pivot. So we have access to all this capital. What can we do to put this money to use? So, you know, we came, uh, one of our buddies, he came to us with the idea. He was like, look, man, you guys know how to raise money. I understand lending. Let's partner up and let's start lending. Let's start lending out money. So that's something that we're currently working on that we're really excited about is, you know, doing private money and hard money lending for other qualified borrowers that we know. And, and in, in addition to that, you know, that's just on the real estate side, we are also looking to buy businesses and invest in businesses. So uh, we've been very fortunate and very blessed to, have made a good amount of money in real estate in the past couple of years and also through our network and our connections you know, just different partners that we have right now where we have a venture fund of looking to buy and invest in companies so that's okay. just something that we're doing outside of real estate and we have a few other small things but that's really what we want to touch on right there okay okay so you guys are lending and you're looking to acquire different businesses so let me ask you this guys with inventory being stiff and you guys made the pivot to lending prior to that and i know people are going to want to know how are you finding deals what kind of marketing strategies were you guys doing to find deals or was it still all through the mls we stopped doing business on MLS really about, what, three years ago? Um, as far as wholesale, we don't wholesale off the MLS anymore. When we when we, we buy fix and flips off the MLS still gotcha. um, to this day, but our core, our two core marketing strategies are PPC, which is online Google ads and cold calling. But our really, our home run deals come from the PPC. Yeah, Google. Okay. So PPC, um, how did you guys... Because this is one of the questions that I always get about PPC and things like that, because it can be expensive if you don't know what you're doing. Did you guys develop your PPC campaigns yourself or did you hire it out? Well, first, I got to give credit to Jeremy because when we first started on PPC, we were, well, remember, when we first started wholesaling or in real estate, we were just wholesaling off the MLS. And he was like, look, man, we need another marketing strategy. So, me, I'm like, like everybody else was doing, let's do cold calling or RVM or direct mail. And he was like, no, man, we need to go online. You know, there's not a lot of competition online. A lot of people don't want to do it because it can get expensive. Right. So we, we fought back and forth about that because I'm like, no, like we know nothing <laughs> about that. No like, gurus no, are talking about it no at all. Guru. Yeah, no gurus were talking about it. Everybody was saying cold calling or direct mail. at that. So we had a buddy. He had a marketing company. And he, again, just having the right people around you and being resourceful. He was like, guys, you need to take your business online. If you if you don't have a business online, you don't have a business at all. He didn't know that I he didn't know that I orchestrated that call behind his back, but I had to get it done. Okay. So he, was like, he was like, if you don't have a business, um, he gonna have to see me when we get off camera because I ain't know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> but look, it was it was a great like I, like I said, I got to give him the credit because if we if it wasn't for him pushing me to do that, 
Lord knows what we will be. And like PPC is our main, it's our best today. But to answer your question, how do we learn about it? It's just, again, being resourceful. So we had a buddy that had a marketing company and he was like, look, guys, if you want to be successful at it, you need somebody that can focus in. Because we, we thought, hey, you're my buddy. You're going to do it for us. And he was right. like, I'm not going to do it for you. And I'm like, why not? Like, I got hurt. I'm like, bro, you my friend. Take right, right. <laughs> and he was like, no, you know, I want to see you guys successful. And, you know, I can't, he was like, I can't devote the time that you guys would need in order for this to be successful. So he introduced us to somebody that he knew that understood PPC, but he didn't understand real estate. So that's key. He understood PPC, but he didn't understand real estate. So for the first three to six months, we were just flushing money down the toilet. He told us, he was like, guys, it's going to, you know, you're going to have to spend some money before we start seeing results because we need to know what keywords are working, what ads are working, so on and so forth. You know, those first three to six months, it was scary because we didn't do not one deal off, off online. We were still right. doing deals, but nothing online. But again, it goes back to when we first got started investing in real estate. I'm going to bet on me all day long because I feel like and I could do whatever I put my mind to. And I, and I know my brother feels the same way. So even though we wasn't really doing the PPC, you know, I was in the trenches with the guy every day just trying to figure it out. Let's change this. Let's change this. Let's tweak it. And now it's going very well for us. We're super blessed. There you go. There you go. So and I know PPC can be a little scary for people. I know it's, it was it was scary for me. I still haven't done the full-fledged dive in the PPC, which I really need to. But I think that one of my hindrances was the fear, was the three to six months dumping money into it and not seeing a return possibly. So I'm guilty. So guys, you can see I'm not perfect. I'm guilty. The Mathis brothers called me out. <laughs> not doing PPC. I'm going to get on top of it. So so guys, what what is currently... What are you currently excited about in your business today? Like, like he just said, yesterday we closed our biggest wholesale deal today. So um, kind of, let's, let's talk about that. What was it? How did you guys do it? So net profit on that deal was, well, the net, the, the gross profit was 250000 but 175000 went to us. We had a partner who we JV with who helped us find the buyer. And, you know, we did a, a JV deal, a, J, a JV split with them. So it was a deal out in Las Vegas. There was This is our first and only deal we've ever done in Vegas. It was a vacant lot zone industrial, and we got it under contract for a million dollars. So, and he, he's in charge of acquisitions and our whole acquisitions team, and I do dispo. So when they bring me the deal, I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this a vacant <laughs> lot in Las Vegas? <laughs> but again, back to my point, being resourceful and everything you need is in the palm of your hand. So what does he do? So I, I, jumped, I jumped on our, our social media accounts. I'm like, hey, guys, I got a deal in Vegas. Do you have buyers? So people started reaching out to us. I jumped in Facebook groups. I got into the Las Vegas real estate cool. Facebook group. And I said, hey, guys, I have this deal. Anybody can help me find a buyer? So this guy named Anthony, he reaches out to me. And he's like, yeah, man, I can help you. I'm like, I, I, I hear this all the time. But I said, hey, let's give it a shot. Uh, long story short, he's like, look, man, I really got somebody that's interested. And they, they want to close in 30 days. I'm like, what? I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, we went on the contract. The guy did his, he did his environmental study of the, of the lot. Everything was perfect. And we closed yesterday on it. Wow. But as far as like, yeah, as far as what we're excited about right now is all the opportunities and the growth that's in front of us. Cool. You we're know, just really looking back and reflecting on the last five years. And we're about to turn 30 in, in literally like 21 22 days, days. 22 days. And okay. just looking back at the last five years, it's like, oh my God, how, how far we've come. And just understanding, you know, where we are now and the opportunities that's in front of us because it's certain things that we can't really 
talk about right now, but again, it's lending, buying and investing in companies, all the different investments that we've made that are really starting to pay dividends. It's just, you know, we're super, super blessed. So I would just say, just speaking for me, I'm excited about life in general and in the direction that we're going in because our last 10 years have been just many, many hurdles and learning that, that's prepared us and that set us up for the next 10 years to be absolutely amazing for the Mathis Twins. That's, that's wonderful, man. And I applaud you guys. You. I'm pretty sure that all of the listeners are applauding you guys on what you're doing at such a young age and the excitement and the zeal that you have about what's coming up in the future. So guys, tell me, for someone that's getting started, um, you know, take yourselves 10 years back. What is some of the things that they should focus on so they can look 10 years in the future and say, hey, you know what? I want to close a $175,000 deal or I want to be able to acquire apartment complexes and things like that. What do you think they should focus on right I, now? Number one is yourself. I think so often we as a society, we focus on external factors and never really feed the heart, the soul, the mind. So I think number one is because, and you can attest to this, all entrepreneurs can attest, and this journey of entrepreneurship is just like this, ups and downs, ups and downs. So Always. you have to be able to weather those downs when you're in that valley. So I think number one, you have to work on yourself and, and get your mind right. And uh, number two is uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. That's one thing that we put a conscious effort into the past, you know, in the past year saying, hey, we got to surround ourselves with the right people, upgrade our friends. And we've seen, I mean, just our trajectory is, is exploding right now. Yeah. So I, I would agree with it. One, investing in yourself. Number two, surrounding yourself with the right people. And then I would say that the, the biggest thing is number three is if find a mentor. Make right. sure that you hire a mentor because if you can afford it. it yeah, if, if mm -hmm. no, figure out a way to afford it. There you go. You need, yep. you, need, you need to do it. The reason being is because, and I say this all the time, in order to get to a, a point, there's two ways, either through a straight line or finding somebody who's already been there. You can make, you can always make more money. You can't make more time. And that was something that, you know, we look back on as we reflect. I wish we would have hired mentors earlier and often because we would have been so much further along had we said, you know what? Yeah, we know how to figure things out. Yeah, we can be very resourceful, but, you know, here's Marcus. Marcus has done this already. Marcus is already to the point I'm trying to get to. Hey, Marcus, let me pay you a couple thousand dollars. Teach me how to get there. And I'll just save myself a full year of worth of time. So, again, just to recap, number one, invest in yourself, focus on yourself, change up your circle. That means your friends, joining masterminds. And number three, you know, hire, hire a mentor or mentors to help you get to where you want to get to. There you go. And then I would, and I would just add, you know, when you guys do find that person or you do find that circle, you know, be willing to listen. You know, although yeah. it may not be something that you saw or you think that's how something should be done, you know, sometimes you just got to sit back and you got to say, you know what, I haven't been down this path before. These people been down this path. So what I think is right may not be right. So let me lean upon them. Let me glean from their, their history and their knowledge so I cannot make some of those mistakes that they made in the past. Right. Agreed. Okay, so guys, right now, we're going to put you guys on a hot seat. We want to put the Mathis twins on the hot seat. Starting over, what would you guys do differently if you would do anything different? I would have partnered with him. 
Now I'm joking. <laughs> um, I, I like I, I think one is is like what we the, what we just said. Number one, try to find a mentor. Try to find a mentor, and then also surround find groups that are doing what we're trying to do, and just try to you know ingrain ourselves into that culture, into that that group of friends. We we, we obviously we had a mentor when we first started out in real estate, but just like you said, finding more mentors because yeah. one one mentor is teaching things one way. And another mentor may teach you something different that can explode your business. So yep. we have to go back. I would definitely say that just hire more mentors. Yeah. And one mentor can only may take you so far. I mean, you right. need someone else to pick it up from there so you guys can go further. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. What is one characteristic you believe that every high producing investor should have? Right mindset. Okay. Mindset. Everything starts and ends with the mindset. Everything in life. I, okay. I agree. Yeah, I agree. The mindset for sure. All right. So we talked about mindset. And then I'm going to reiterate resourcefulness. We talked about that, being resourceful. Don't take no as the final answer. You know, if somebody tells you no, say, okay, well, that person told me no. There's somebody out there that's going to be able to tell me yes. And until that, till I find that person, I'm going to go through all of the minutiae to make sure I can navigate whatever this issue or whatever this problem is. Right. Okay. And then give us, give us, we talk about mindset. We talk about everything. What's a good book. If, if you guys have a good book recommendation that someone can get started with and start reading that can inspire them or give them some points or how to's on how to get started. Not uh, is this is not real estate specific, but one of my favorite books is called the energy. It's just really 10 rules of life and business. And it's just really making sure that on your bus, you have the right people around you. So the energy bus is one of my go-tos, is one of my favorite. I, I read it at least once a year. I would say that and another book that, one book that I like to give people is High, High Performance Habits. And it talks about the, 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 the five habits that most high performers have. And once I read that book, I started to understand that, okay, I don't have this habit, I don't have this habit, but I have these other three. So that's something that was really transformational for me. And that's a book that I always encourage people to read because winning is a habit. Your, your life is all created by, the, by your habits. So, Okay, great, great. One thing that I didn't get a chance to ask you guys, and, and I would do myself a disservice by not asking this, is what does your team look like? What, what is it, what is, how is your team constructed? So for our real estate company is we have nine people in total. So as us two, we have an acquisition specialist, a follow-up specialist. We have a transaction coordinator slash assistants. And then we have virtual assistants that kind of handle our operations and that do cold calling for us. And we also have a full-time property manager who manages our owner portfolio. And we're in the process of, of looking for another acquisitions person. So if you, if any, if you know any salespeople, any, any people that can get on the phone and get deals done, so we're looking to grow our team right now. Okay, so let's let's make this plug. So you guys are looking for acquisition specialists. Do they have to be in South Florida, or can they be virtual and do this over the if phone? They have if they have if they have experience on the phones and selling. They don't have to be in South Florida. But if you're somewhat of a newbie, if you have less than a year or two in sales, then we would want you in the office. Okay, okay. So guys, you hear that? If you're in South Florida, you have a little bit of experience. Guess what? There's your mentors right there. Sit up under them, learn how to do acquisitions, you know, close some deals with them. And I'm pretty sure 
that just by osmosis being around them, you're going to pick up some other things. So I'll make sure I have all of that information in the show notes below. And then for you guys that are virtual and you have experience closing over the phone, get at the Mathis brothers, Jeremy and Joshua. I'm pretty sure they'll love to interview you. So that yeah. opportunity is right out there. We just talked about being able to hear, see, and know opportunities when they present themselves. So there's one right there for you. So guys, in parting, give us some words of encouragement that you can give someone that may be going through the downs. You know, we know entrepreneurship is up and down. They may be in that, that down cycle. What's some words of encouragement that you can give them to uplift them and get them back on the right track and get them pushing forward? I'll go first. It's something that I always share. Every time we do an interview with somebody, and this is my go-to, I learned this message from a homeless man. And, you know, because we feed the homeless once or twice a month. Pre-COVID, we had to jump back into it. And it was Mr. Williams. He comes in there jolly and joyful every day. And I'm like, yo, I know what your situation is. You're, you're, I make way more money than you. Like, how are you so happy and joyful? And he's like, young man, I'm going to teach you something that I never want you to forget. And it's this simple message. You're not a product of your environment, but you're a product of your thoughts. So it's all about your mindset. So that's, that's what I would have to say. For me, it is being broke is hard, being successful is hard. Choose your heart. That's a, it's just as simple as that. There you go, guys. So I want to appreciate you, Jeremy and Joshua, for being here with us. You gave us some great insights, some great points in this podcast today. Guys, those of you that are listening, make sure you make sure you reach out to them. You know, they have a vibrant Instagram page and profile. So make sure you connect with them on Instagram. If you're in South Florida, check the brothers out, you know, connect with them. I'm pretty sure in the future they may start a meetup or something like that to pull more of you guys in, help you, show you, teach you, coach you. So the opportunity is out there. I'll make sure all of that information is down in the show notes. Jeremy, Joshua, I really appreciate it. Thank you, man. You guys inspired not only me, but the thousands of listeners. Keep up the good work. Keep shining. Keep showing what you're doing. And everybody else, always remember to enjoy the journey. Yes, sir. Thank hey. you so much, man. We really hey. appreciate you for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Just like you said, man, we appreciate, uh, you know, uh, you allowing us to come on and share with your audience. So thank you very much. All right. Thank you, guys. All right, guys, that was the Mathis brothers, Jeremy and Joshua, based out of South Florida. The reason why I wanted to have them on was to be an inspiration to you guys that may be a little younger and you're saying, hey, you know what? I don't quite know what I want to do. I don't quite know where I should be. You got to take it from them. They had to pivot. They started an apparel company. Then they went to a cleaning company. And then they finally found their niche in real estate. So it's never too late. It's not too late. So if you're in school, you're in college, I'm not going to deter you from getting your degree because that's one of the things that I did, got my degrees. And But at the same time, do not rely upon solely your education. You heard throughout this podcast that we talked about mentorship over and over and over and over again. And the best way to find a mentor is to be a service to others. So swallow your pride, humble yourself, and get out there and see what you can do to provide value to others. This is one of the reasons why I did this podcast, because I want to make sure that I can provide value to you guys that's out there in the atmosphere, because I want you to know 
that there are people that's older, there are people that's younger, there are people that's new, there's people that's seasoned, that's out there, that's doing real estate. So it's never too late for you. Just find what you need to find, go to your local market, you know, become a member of your local RIA, join different meetup groups, join different Facebook groups, become immersed in real estate, because that's the only way you're going to be able to get where you want to be. You have to become a master. So stop trying to be a jack of jack of all trades. Stop trying to do, you know, social media marketing, then going to, you know, Uber, then going to real estate, then going to, you know, you know, Amazon, you know, selling things on Amazon. Find out exactly what it is you want to do and Dig deep into that. Go deep into it. If you got to invest money into it, you have to invest money into it. And what I always tell people, if you're not willing to invest your time, your money, your dollars, then you're not ready to do this. You know, but there are people that say, I have a little bit of nothing and I'm going to take this small little bit of nothing and I'm going to use this as a seed and I'm going to water it by getting the education, by being around the right people. And you'll start to see that small little seed grow and you'll start to do deals and you'll you'll be just like the Mathis brothers five years later, you know, closing hundreds of thousands of dollars in deals. So it's Marcus Maloney, the Equity King. Just wanted to provide a little inspiration for you today. Remember, everything that you need regarding this podcast is in the show notes. So go there, find out about the books that they recommended. You can get connected to them through Instagram and Facebook. This will be on YouTube if you're listening to it through the podcast and streaming. So all of the information is out there, guys. Just remember, get out there and do it. So I'm going to leave you with that today. I'm going to step out. And guess what? I'm going to enjoy my journey and you should too. So always remember to enjoy the journey. Thank you for listening to today's show. I picked up some great actionable items and I'm sure you did as well. If so, let me know. You can always reach me via social media at facebook.com slash MRCS Maloney, Twitter at MRCS Maloney, and of course, IG at MRCS Maloney. You can also always reach me via email at mmaloney at equityri.com. Make sure you reach out to our guest as well. You can always find their contact information in the show notes below. If you have not subscribed already, what are you waiting for? Join the family. And while you're at it, leave us a five-star review. This is how we tell if we're providing you with what you need for your journey. If there's someone you would like for me to interview, or if there's a subject matter you would like for me to cover, please let me know. Finally, if you're looking for additional information about real estate investing, go to equityrealestateblog.com, also youtube.com slash Marcus Maloney. Until next time, family, always enjoy the journey.